Welcome to the Six Figure Event Podcast. Here we get real about what it takes to build extraordinary wealth as an entrepreneur, business owner, and event planner. We'll go places others won't, diving into the nitty gritty how-tos of events, strategy, sponsorship, and marketing. Plus, we have exciting interviews with those who've mastered their own craft and a segment called Interviews with Sponsors, where we get the lowdown of what sponsors really look for when sponsoring an event. This is where we win the event space together. I'm your host, Alicia May, founder of Eventistry by Alicia, mom of two, lover of Saturdays, and I'm obsessed with creating phenomenal, profitable events. With a decade of experience, I'm here to talk you through those event roadblocks and even help you get out of your own way. Don't get stuck while planning, strategizing, and budgeting an event or retreat. On the Six Figure Event Podcast, I'm your wing woman. We're going to grow your business, your following, and scale your dreams one event at a time. Hey, and welcome back to the Six Figure Event Podcast. I'm Alicia May, your host, and today we have a really special guest, Emily Williams from I Heart My Life. Emily Williams is a success coach. She's an entrepreneur, an author with a seven-figure business who at one point couldn't get a job at Starbucks. I love this. Welcome, Emily, to the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Amazing. I'd love to know more about how you got started and um, why you couldn't get a job at Starbucks. I'd love to just kind of dive in and talk about, you know, your starting point and how you ended up with such a successful business. Yeah. So it all really started when I ended up making a pretty drastic decision and not going to grad school. So I had it all mapped out. I got a degree in psychology and was literally driving the car to Northwestern University in Chicago when I got this feeling in the pit of my stomach like this was not the right next step for me. And my mom was driving at the time and she looked over at me in the passenger seat and saw that I was crying and asked me what was wrong. And I couldn't really articulate it because I didn't know, but I knew something was off. And so I just explained to her that I didn't think this was the right next step. And essentially she turned the car around and we went back to Ohio. And from there, I literally just entered into a major quarter life crisis because I had had this whole plan mapped out and obviously had to completely revamp it and had no idea what I wanted to do. And so I had to move back in with my parents and I was just struggling to find that clarity that I so desired. And so in that kind of interim period, I ended up doing a bunch of odd jobs and had applied to Starbucks three times before they actually gave me the job. And yeah, just had to try and find my footing and figure out what my next step actually was. That's amazing. And how did you find that clarity just for being so young, I am assuming, and just having the world in front of you? How did you end up getting that clarity and, and moving into the I Heart My Life brand? So I just started to listen to what I knew and I didn't know much, but the thing that started to become obvious to me was that I was meant to live somewhere else. And so I'd actually been to London, England a year before and completely fell in love with the city. And when I was there um, walking around and, and just experiencing life, I could see myself living there. And that wasn't a normal thing. Most people in my family don't ever leave Ohio and to think that I could just pick up and move to the UK was a bit odd, but I kept listening to my heart. And I always say, listen to your whispers. And that's really what it was. It was like London kept calling me. It kept whispering to me. And I figured I was young and this was the time to take that leap if I was going to 
to do it. So in August, 2010, I ended up moving there. I applied for a master's in nonfiction writing. So I was able to get a student visa because that was the only other thing I knew was that I wanted to write a book and got my suitcases all packed and moved in August with four suitcases and a dream and started. That's and, amazing. Thank you. Yeah. And, and from there, again, I, I thought my quarter life crisis would be over, but it kind of followed me across the pond. And <laughs> I, although I had my master's program and I was writing this book, I knew that I was meant for something big, but still didn't know what it was. So I worked as a nanny. I was an assistant for a while. I was even a matchmaker. And then eventually it was about three years later, my best friend sent me a link to Marie Forleo's website, who I'm sure a lot of your listeners are familiar with, an incredible entrepreneur in the online space. And I just fell in love with her style of coaching. Because although I grew up with entrepreneurs all around me, my dad was an entrepreneur, he always had coaches, she was such a different type of a coach. And I really saw myself in her. And that really sparked everything for me. I started to see what was possible with coaching and I started to really take a look at who I would want to serve. And because I had been in a quarter life crisis for so long and did not love my life, the ideal mm -hmm. client that I chose was women who had been or who were just like I had been just a short time ago and women who wanted to fall in love with themselves and their life. And thus I heart my life was born. Wow. That's incredible. That's such a journey for, you know, starting off in small odd jobs and then building such a successful business. Um, and that takes me to my next point. You have your first live event coming up in January, 2020. Um, I heart my life, correct? Yep. Uh-huh. Oh, that's amazing. So tell me more about why you wanted to start your first live event of this scale. What made you go to that, um, you know, that next step? Yeah, so we've had other smaller events that have been kind of graduations from our coaching programs. So they've normally been like 40 or 50 people. And one of the things that happened very quickly in my company is I started to take lots of risks. So like I said, I started the company, um, it was actually back in 2014. And very quickly, I was working with a coach and I told her I wanted to host this live event. It was only going to be for 13 people because that was the size of the program. And right. like, oh, you're not ready. Ready for that. And I was like, who do you think you are? I am ready for it. And I'm just going to do it. So I just kind of leapt into hosting smaller events and absolutely fell in love with it because the work that we do at our company is so deep and only so much transformation can happen over the computer. And when you're in a room with a group of incredible women, there's so much power, people get so much more clarity, you can go deeper, like I said. And so we always knew that we had this massive vision for events in our company. And, and really, this was also sparked by me attending events. I've attended when Oprah did her big US tour, I went to her massive event and I was so inspired. I mean, that was at a huge stadium with like 10,000 people, but that's really the vision that we have for I Heart My Life Live over the years, it's going to evolve and it's going to, it's going to become bigger and bigger. But we just knew that we wanted to gather as many amazing women as we could in the room to really inspire one another to go deeper with their own transformation and to really create a life that's better than their dreams and to do it all 
in luxury. And so our event is at a five-star hotel. Anytime we host events, it's always at a luxurious location because I really believe that you have to put yourself into that space and into that environment in order to really transform into up-level in many ways, one of which is financially, which is what we help our clients do. So yeah, that's the vision in a nutshell. That's great. I mean, you kind of touched on something that I wanted to ask you about because hosting a live event is such a risk. When somebody comes to me and they're like, wow, Alicia, I like what you're doing with the live events, but I'm not ready yet, or I don't have a following yet, or down the road. I mean, what made you jump and leap and say, I'm going to do it anyway? I think there's a lot of fear surrounding those live event aspect of a business. So what made you actually just say, no, I'm going to do it? What kind of confidence did you have to either build up or, you know, talk or or it was just something that you just knew exactly that you needed to do this? Yeah, it's one of those gut instincts. And I mean, I always talk about following your heart, which obviously is a huge thing for us, the word heart being in the company. Um, And that's really what it always is from the get go. I just felt called to host live events. I felt called to get women together in a room. And I never, ever, even yesterday, I was talking to my mom about this upcoming event. I was like, mom, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'll (laughs) figure it out and I'll hire people who will help me. And it is the same thing for smaller events. I had no idea what I was doing and I didn't know if anyone would actually come, but our job as entrepreneurs and as leaders is to continually show up. And I have a vision always have a vision for my events and for the company and for what we stand for. And that's part of my job as well to continue to hold the vision. Even if other people think I'm crazy, even if other people can't vision it and they can't see how I could make it happen, that's not, you know, I don't care about that. I just have to think about what I know the company and me, what we're being called to do and host. Right. I love that you follow your heart and you make things happen. I mean, you just don't build up success from a vision and not acting on it. So I absolutely love that. That brings me to my next question. What do you think is the most important element? So you kind of said luxury, but what other things are you going to bring to your events that are going to be maybe different or, you know, up-leveling your attendees or their kind of transformation? So we always talk about speaking the truth with love. And I've been a part of other events as a speaker and a panelist. And one of the things that seems to really resonate with people um, when they listen to me speak is just being super honest. And I think a lot of people are holding themselves back and they're allowing fear to get in the way. They're operating with a limiting mindset. And so our speakers and myself and my husband, James, who's also part of our company, um, we're truth tellers and we tell it like it is. And so if someone's looking for massive transformation and they want to know the step-by-step process to making that happen and getting out of their own way, we're going to speak the truth with love because we're not paid friends. We're not here to be harsh or make anyone feel bad, but we are in the business of facilitating transformation. And so we really go beneath the surface and believe that success is an inside job. Yes, strategy is important. Yes, we work with entrepreneurs. Yes, we talk about marketing and Facebook ads and all of that stuff. But if you're in your own way or in your head or not feeling confident or believing that success is wrong, then you're going to self-sabotage. And so we're going to cut through all of the BS and tell it to you straight. And again, I think it's the fear aspect too, with just hosting a live event. Like what if no one shows up? (laughs) What if, um, you know, this doesn't happen and there's so many things, but 
Um, how do you define success at an event? Is it a lot of people do that with how many people show up, but you're talking more about the transformation. So do you think success at an event is the, the amount of people that are there, the transformation? Talk to me about that. That's a really great question. Yeah, it's one that I want to give a bit more thought to. But what initially comes to mind for us is, of course, like filling the room. But I've never been attached to the numbers, so to speak. For me, it's all about the right people being in the room. Yes, we want to reach our goal number and all of that. But I want to have the right people in the room. And I just always trust that that's going to happen. So when I show up, when I put myself out there, when the company, you know, creates something like this, then the intention is there behind it. And so we intend for the right people to be in the room, kind of like when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And so I would love to see as many women in there as possible and also the right type of woman. And I also think more than the information, the actual feeling of the event is so important. That's why we've been really carefully curating our speakers and really picking people who we already have relationships with, who we've known for a while, who have actually personally impacted our own success and our business. And so mm. we know that they're going to help the audience transform as well. Mm, that's great. Because a lot of people get really hung up on the numbers. I need to fill the room. I need to meet 500 people or else. And then they end up getting the wrong people. So how do you get the right people at the room? Is it just carefully, you know, going to your audience or is it through Facebook ads? There's a huge numbers and people wanting to get Facebook ads out there for their event. And we're just going to go and market to everybody. So what has been your <laughs> secret marketing plan to get the right people at the event? I think it's just messaging and speaking from the heart and knowing that not everyone is going to get it. Not everyone is going to be the right person and that's good. So we want to make it so that when we're running Facebook ads, not everyone clicks. It should be obvious whether it's the right fit for you or not. And I think mm -hmm. some people are afraid and they want to try and include everyone and they want to serve everyone. And that's actually the opposite of what you should be doing. So in my opinion, especially for people who are just starting out, you have to get laser focused on who that person is that you're targeting so that they know that you're a specialist in whatever it is that you are offering them. And then we go bigger, then we expand, then the room can hold a variety of different types of people. But I want to make sure that everything that we're going to be talking about, everything that we're covering, everything that we're speaking on is going to resonate with those women. And yes, some speakers will resonate more than others, I'm sure, for everyone in the audience. But all in all, we'll know that through the messaging. And even we're also going to be personally inviting certain current clients and previous clients if they haven't signed up. Like we are willing to go above and beyond to get the right people in the room. Right. That's great. So again, that's kind of brings me to my next question too. What advice do you have for somebody that wants to host their first live event or retreat summit? What would you say the first kind of thing that they should be doing in order to prep or in order to move to that next level in their business? Yeah. So my answer might be different come February after the event and I'll, <laughs> I'll know. <laughs> But as of now, I mean, I think the main thing is that people stand in their own way. Just like I said a few minutes ago, I don't necessarily know how everything is going to happen, but there are other people out there who do. And that's with anything in life. So you just have to get started and the how will work itself out. You will figure it out. You are resourceful. And for me, if the worst thing that could possibly happen is that we don't fill the room or something, I don't know, something I can't even envision happens, at least I can say that I've done it. 
it. At least I can say that I showed up. At least I can say that, oh, it's only going to get better from here because I have the first one under my belt. And when we hold ourselves back and we don't even start, then we don't have experience. We're no further along and we're just delaying. So from my perspective, it's get clear about the vision, really connect to it in a heartfelt way. Like everything we're creating is heartfelt. We're putting so much intention and love into this event so that it becomes an experience for people, not just, you know, a bunch of presentations in a row, but an actual heartfelt experience. So get clear on the vision, start with what your heart is calling you to do, and then just take action. And remember the how is not your business. You can hire people to help you with the how, or you will figure out as you go along. Right. That's great advice. I love that. And one of my biggest things, I believe that magic happens in the hallways at events. What are your thoughts on like the connections that happen at events? You know, your future tribe, or you meet people that obviously are in the same kind of element and space as, as yourself. So do you think a lot of the magic happens in the hallways? I love that phrase. Yeah, that's so awesome because I really believe, you know, what we always say is that your um, network is your net worth. And what that essentially means is what we've seen over the years where our in-person connections at from events, from masterminds have led to so many doors opening and so many opportunities in our company and ultimately just not feeling alone. And so I think there's so much magic in having that supportive group of like-minded people in your corner, especially as you're trying to do something big, which all of the ladies at our event will definitely be aiming for that. And so it's so key because I think more and more people are becoming lonely, more and more people are becoming, um, you know, we're just sitting behind a computer day after day, we're not actually doing the in person thing. And so that's actually one of the things that we're really trying to support people with understanding that just getting yourself in the room is going to be hugely transformational. And those connections, I mean, they're going to pay off time and time again, not just in your business moving forward, but in your level of happiness, your level of, you know, feeling supported. It's just the transformation is endless. Mm, I love that. So has there been any big challenges or roadblocks right now with your live event or has everything been kind of smooth so far? Um, I want to tell our listeners, you know, if there are challenges and, you know, you hit something, let's say a speaker drops out or, you know, for instance, the room block that you did commit to is no longer something of your control. Um, has there been any challenges and how do you overcome those? Yeah, I mean, we were actually supposed to have this event last January and January at the time that we're recording this, January 2019. And now we're doing it in January 2020. So we had to push it back a whole year. And that's because um, for a variety of different reasons, but we restructured our company, a lot of things changed. And so it wasn't end up being the right time. And it was the best decision for the company. Um, but that was really difficult because I had my site set on a certain date. I wanted it to happen. But ultimately, you have to trust that it's for the greater good. And honestly, none of us are born event planners. None of us are born (laughs) entrepreneurs. Like whatever we're doing right now, we're probably learning. And so you have to give yourself some grace and just know, like I said, that this might be a learning curve now, but you're going to get better every time you do it. And I think just trusting the process. And I always say that everything's happening for us, not to us. So whether the four is you're being given a lesson or your skills are improving or that speaker was right fit anyway, and they're going to be replaced with someone better. There's always that silver lining, so to speak. Mm, I love that. Again, a lot of people really take the challenges and dwell on those and, you know, get caught up in those and not 
really necessarily move forward with the next thing or understanding, like you said, the universe is working for you, not against you. And it's great to hear your perspective on things, especially because you had to push it back a whole year. And, you know, things happen, unfortunately. So one of your mottos is if you can dream it, you can do it, right? Is that been really true in your life or you've just taken that dream and we talked about it a little bit? Has that been true in your life? And how do you listen to that on a daily when things get really tough or when having a bad day or, you know, you wake up and you're like, I don't, I don't feel like doing this today. Yeah, I think it's definitely true in my life. And I will say though, that sometimes the things that I want to happen haven't yet happened and that can be frustrating, but that doesn't make me doubt whether they are possible for me or whether they're on their way. So I really believe that our desires in particular are dropped in. And if we have a desire for something, that means the possibility is right there. They go hand in hand. And so it just might, the timeline might be different than what we expect, um, but it's important to continue to to keep that faith and keep putting one foot in front of the other. And I mean, one of my other phrases that I absolutely love, not my phrase, but a phrase I love is Marie Forleo, how she always says, everything is figure outable. So you can dream it, you can do it, and you can figure it out. Awesome. That's great. So talk to me more. Um, why don't we tell our listeners about the uh, live event details? If you want to go to I Heart My Life Live, um, tell us the date and where the location is and more information about if you want to join this amazing event with Emily Williams and her team. Um, let us know. Yeah, so it's going to be January 10th and 11th in San Diego, California at the Fairmont Grand Del Mar. So there's going to be 400 women in attendance there, maybe some men sprinkled in. I have to remember that. I know a few people are bringing their husbands and James will be there. Um, and the speakers are going to be so incredible. The one speaker that we've already announced, his name is Dr. James Rouse. And he is someone who we've seen speak at multiple events. He shared the stage with incredible people like Shaquille O'Neal, like really amazing celebrities. And he himself is just one of the world's greatest speakers. And we just- He's be the ruckus maker, right? <laughs> the ruckus maker. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And he is just so powerful. I mean, he probably will have the whole room in tears. I hope that doesn't make anyone not want to come, but yeah. And so he's going to be speaking and then we have other speakers. We haven't released their names yet, but like I said, all of them are going to be um, just so incredible in helping you unblock, move forward, go to that next level in terms of your success and the life that you're creating for yourself, your wealth, all of that. And so it's going to be the place to be if you're looking to create a life better than your dreams. So not only will you get to hear from amazing speakers, James and myself will also be speaking in the community. What is magical about I Heart My Life is the community, the women we bring together. It's, they're going to be people who become lifelong friends, business partners, just the most supportive and inspirational group of women you can imagine. So you're going to want to be there. Absolutely. Well, I'll be there for sure. Um, where can, if someone wants to buy a ticket, um, where can they go? Is it I Heart My Life Live or? Yep. I Heart My Life Live.com. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Emily, for being on the Six Figure Event Podcast. And we look forward to being at your event in January next year. And if anyone's listening, buy your ticket, go there. It's going to be one of the best events I'm thinking we've ever been to. So thanks again. Oh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Six Figure Event Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and take the tools and tips and information from our guest speakers to help build extraordinary wealth as an entrepreneur, business owner, or event planner. 
Join us again next week for a new episode that I hope will continue to help you win in the events.